0: What's going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Canon Things podcast. Today I have a special guest on, her name is Astra. Today we talk about the religion of Islam and some other stuff as well as her decision to become child free. Remember to rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts, check out my website and my YouTube page and go ahead and check out my social medias on there as well. So can you just tell us a little bit about your, just about yourself and what you do for school and stuff?
1: Um, I'm 20 two years old i'm in my third year of university hoping to go on to do a master's i study religion and yeah that's pretty much it
0: and where are you from
1: um i'm not sure if you guys know you guys heard of manchester right yeah yeah i'm from around the area well my parents are from pakistan i was born here
0: oh okay okay um, so what made you decide to study religion?
1: Well, see, I'm a religious scholar in the Islamic world. They call it an Alima. That's spelled A-L-I-M-A-H. So I figured I might as well study it academically because, you know, why not? And yeah? Yeah.
0: What are some of the cool things that you've learned about Islam through studying it? Well,
1: in mosque, we learned about the jurisprudence side of Islam, kind of like the rules and the laws and stuff. But when I studied at university, I learned about, you know, the different ways that people interact with it and practice it.
0: A lot of my listeners probably don't know much about Islam. Oh, okay. So I think they might need a little more details.
1: Okay, okay. So Islam is a monotheistic religion. Um, It comes from the same family as Christianity and Judaism. So The Qur'an refers to Judaism and Christianity and Islam together as um, brothers of the book, but I like to call them lads of the Lord because, you know, so Islam is mostly centered around in Arabia and there's a lot of um, variations in the way people practice Islam, like there's different variations of how people practice Christianity. Like, some people may, like, uh, how do I explain it? Like, there's a lot of ritualistic worship, as well as non-ritualistic worship, if that makes sense. Like, you must have seen pictures of people doing the five-time daily prayers. It might look like yoga or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a type of ritualistic prayer, but not all um branches of Islam practice that way. Some people some people practice, you know, um you know, have you ever heard of whirling dervishes? No. Like in Turkey, you know, when they when they're wearing white and they spin around really fast.
0: Oh, is that a form of Islam?
1: Yeah. It's called Sufism. Oh.
0: Okay. So what's like the Because there's like a billion Muslims, how many different branches are there?
1: About 72, I think.
0: Wow. So kind of similar to Christianity, where there's just a bunch of spinoffs of the main version. What's like the biggest version of it?
1: I think that'd be Sunni Islam.
0: Where is that mainly practiced?
1: I'd say Southeast Asia. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's further divisions and branches because different scholars say this different scholars say that blah 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 and there's a lot of interaction with what we call the hadith which is basically you know for example like what jesus said it's not what's written in the bible it's what jesus said and did so if jesus did something in a certain way then that would mean that people after him would continue that practice if that makes sense yeah yeah
0: But really, people don't follow the teachings of Jesus very much.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very... (sighs) Religion's a bit of a can of worms.
0: So is Islam the only religion that you study, or are you studying other religions as well?
1: Well, I studied Hinduism and Christianity, but I'm further specializing in Hinduism and Islam together.
0: Do you study Buddhism at all?
1: A little bit, but I figured... Like that was really confusing for me for some reason.
0: Hmm. Um. What is Hinduism like? I I don't really know much about it.
1: Okay. Wow. That's a bit of a question.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I think that's the oldest practice, uh, still practicing religion in the world. Um. Again, there's a lot of different branches. There's no core text or teaching or tradition that everybody follows. There's a lot of variation from where you are in the world like some people might attend um a temple here and do certain things here but in like places like indian stuff there's more folk sides of hinduism if that makes sense
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah like rooted in the area etc and there's different variations to the stories and myths like have you ever heard of rama and sita
0: i haven't Well oh,
1: it's um it's an indian legend or myth thingy And it's about a prince who is exiled and his wife goes with him. She gets kidnapped by somebody and then the the prince has to rescue her. But he doesn't believe that she's been faithful to him. So he makes her go through another ordeal of fire, which means she has to step into fire again. And if she's been true to him, then she'd be unscathed. So she's done that once. And in the second time, she said, nah, fuck this. And then she just hops back into the earth. Which is kind of her mother. So, but again, there's different traditions. Like, one part of uh, India might um, subscribe to that telling of the myth, but another part would say, no, 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 that's not what happened. This is what happened.
0: What's the point of Hinduism? Like, because you know, in Christianity, they're, you're trying to be good for Jesus. That way you can go to heaven. Like, what is the end goal of Hinduism?
1: See, Hinduism doesn't have necessarily an afterlife, it's kind of like, Everybody's born from the same like universe mm-hmm. soup. So when you die, you can it depends on how you've behaved in this life. So if you've been a good person in this life, in the next life you'll be reborn into a higher place. Like might be reborn as a as a priest or something. But if you've been bad then you you get reborn into like a lower place like a dog or a plant or something like that. So you're just trying to get out of the cycle of rebirth and, you know, become one with the universe again.
0: So it'd be almost like dying forever.
1: Yeah, sort of. But again, it's kind of like it's the way you interact with the world as well. So Hindus treat the world in a very different way to how other people treat them because they believe that there's a part of the universe in everything in the world, like in a tree, in a bug in a dog or whatever so they act um in an appropriate way towards the earth hoping that they'll get you know they won't be reborn again if that makes sense and
0: that's why you don't eat a lot of meat or at least you don't eat cows because cows are higher up right mm.
1: yeah like in one telling of uh, the belief about cows is that all the gods in hinduism are contained in the cow
0: why the cow why not like a goat or something
1: honestly i don't know Mm. like there's even with this context that i just gave there's different variations of it for each person
0: the one thing that i'm thinking of while you're talking about hinduism and reincarnations the way that they do it seems a little bit problematic in terms of they're telling you that you're gonna live this life like you're born as a servant And you're not supposed to move up from being a servant within this life, because if you do good, you'll do that in the next life.
1: I personally look at it in a kind of way that is kind of like redemption. Like you're kind of of redeeming yourself by acting, acting in a good way in order to get a better life in the next life. It's kind of like how people follow Jesus's teachings so that they can go to heaven, if that makes sense.
0: Right, but I mean, don't they tell people in Hinduism that you're not supposed to move up in the world, because you're just kind of set where you were born.
1: I mean, yeah, like, I guess that's part of every religion, because there's obviously people who take it a bit too far, but it's kind of like, yes and no. There's different ways to interact with that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's not as bad as maybe I'm thinking that it could be, because it just seems like if you were born as a slave, they might tell you, I mean, hopefully people aren't being born as slaves in the modern era, but Mm. maybe a couple hundred years ago, and they're like, well, you're born as a slave, which is this level of the totem pole. Next life, you'll be a little bit higher if you be a good slave. Didn't that happen?
1: I mean, I guess it's not mostly like being a good slave. It's kind of like being a good person, being good to people around you, being good to the earth, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, But I do like the fact that within when you said you're just part of the universe or part of the collective whole that's kind of the idea in buddhism where after death if you picture the the universe as the ocean and your life is but a single wave that comes from the ocean you're always going to return to that after you die yeah
1: exactly because hinduism jainism and buddhism all evolved in the same area around the same time so there's interactions with the buddha in hinduism and vice versa
0: yeah it definitely it's it's an interesting concept, and I think it would be a little bit better in terms of rather than worrying so much about your death, you're worried more about your life almost because within the western religions and within the United States, for example, a lot of people are very, very afraid of death, and that's why they do so much bad things is because they're hoarding their money because they're just worried so much about well when they die, you know I might as well have been really rich when i died but it's like well no when you die you're gonna keep going yeah i
1: guess like people are scared of death because it's not something it's kind of the end of everything you can't do anything after that if you understand it that way but i guess with death it's not really so much of an ending it's kind of a beginning like i've lost three brothers and yeah, it was terrible, but I kind of see that they're in a better place now.
0: That must be really hard though to lose three brothers.
1: Yeah, they had cystic fibrosis, so that's kind of like yeah. It fucks up your lungs and your stomach. So there's a lot of mucus in your lungs and it makes it really hard to breathe. So they had to have oxygen.
0: Do you, are you able to live a while with that or do you usually die <sighs> young?
1: I mean, I think the oldest person is about third in their thirties. I think. But That's it. Yeah, it's.
0: Dang. Yeah, that does really does it. Does it mess with the day to day life?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Because my brother spent a lot of time in the hospital. Because they had trouble breathing, eating, and keeping on weight, and all it. Was...
0: When we were just talking, it was definitely interesting to hear your perspective on why you decided to become child-free because you just said that, you know, you have the cystic fibrosis going through your family and some other mental health issues. Was Were those the main reasons or were there, besides just your family's health, was that like the main reason?
1: I mean, it was like, it made up the majority of the reasons. But another part is that I know my family would have made me marry an Asian guy. And with that comes the whole Oh, no, you have to look after him. You have to look after his family. You have to look at the, look after the kids. Oh, no, he won't do any housework or anything with child raising. No, it's all on you. So I really didn't want that.
0: So marriage isn't 50-50?
1: No, no, definitely not.
0: Why not? Is that just the culture?
1: Yeah, it's definitely the culture. Like what my religion says and what my culture says are two very different things. Like my religion says, yeah, you can go out and work. Yeah, you can do this yeah you can do that but culture is like nah sit home do your work do housework why is this food hot i just came home you know that sort of thing
0: what what is your religion and what's your culture
1: i'm asian i come from pakistan and specifically my culture is patan or a pashtun if that makes if that makes it more easy to find but that culture is very misogynistic and very patriarchal so, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are good people out there who come from my culture. Of course, But, yeah, it's just the bad ones get all the names.
0: Yeah, because that just sounds like you're expected to have a bunch of kids, stay at home all day, raise them while your husband just does whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible.
1: Yeah. It's fucking crap.
0: And then your religion's different?
1: People don't like to talk about it, but... Islam really gives women lots of rights. Like, people always talk about, you know, the parts in the Quran that tell women to cover themselves. But mm-hmm. those laws were created in a specific context. And then, the okay, so basically, when it comes to religious laws, it comes from what the Quran says, what the Prophet said, and what he did after that. So what some scholars back in the olden days, what they did was that they adapted those rules to fit their specific context. And then people just kept that specific context going on and on. So some parts of Islam might say, oh no, women can't do this, women can't do that. But if you actually go back into the actual text and what what the Prophet says, it's very, very different.
0: So you could say that man has corrupted the inherent religion?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say corrupted because I understand that you want to keep the tradition going strong and it might have been correct for that specific time and place, but I think adaptability is also important. Like, adapting what religion says to the current times is very important. Yeah, it's important to carry on what the prophet did, but what he did back then is very different to what's going on now. You know, that people don't ride camels to work and shit, you know? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But isn't it wrong that in some of the main Muslim countries that they're, you know, like in Saudi Arabia, for example, oh, Saudi Arabia is probably the worst country, though, yeah. for this example, but they, they force women, they can, they're very, very forced to do, like, very, they can't do anything without the men. Yeah. yeah. But I you can adapt it yourself. And since you live in the United Kingdom, you're able to just pick and choose, like, which things you actually subscribe yeah. to and which you don't. Yeah, that's a yeah, great I mean, way to like, go about it.
1: Not what you're supposed to act the way that God wanted you to do. What wanted you to act, not what other people say. So every action you do is kind of like a conversation between you and God. So yes I do this, yes I do that. And Islam might not agree with it, but I feel that God would want me to do this. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, that's really and that that's really a good way to look at it because then you're Having more of a personal relationship with God and not just letting the government or whoever decide how you're going to have yeah, that exactly, relationship. Because
1: religion's supposed to be personal to you and God, not just because you're not supposed to practice religion because right. your family practices it. You're supposed to be between you and God, regardless of what religion you practice.
0: But then in or Pakistan or this culture that mm-hmm. your family comes from it's very systematic and oppressive to women yeah
1: i mean like not all places in pakistan are oppressive to women like women go to universities and go out and stuff it's very diverse there like yeah you've got cars on the on the road but there's also goats and cows just chilling there going about living their best life
0: (laughs) it's like a mix between the modern world and the ancient world so you're going to have some very modern takes on the religion but also some very ancient yeah. and bad yeah.
2: takes. Yeah. Cool
0: so let's let's say you did exactly what your uh-huh. family wanted you to do with getting married and having kids and all that. What would uh, what would your life well, look like?
1: Okay, so my cousin, she's my age. She's already got a kid. Like what the fuck? Yes.
0: She's 22, yeah. right? Or you're 22. So she's around Yeah, she's in 22. Her 20s.
1: And she's got a baby already okay. and I'm sitting here like what the fuck are you, what's going on? <laughs> like, my cousin, um, she recently got engaged. I don't know who to, it's more of a, the family arranged it. So I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, did you have a choice in this? You know? I mean, right. I don't she? know. Because a lot of it's kind of like, Your parents did all this for you. The least you can do is, you know, marry who they want. Oh, no, we have to marry in the family so that, you know, the property and money stay in the family. No, 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 we have to do this in a certain way. Blah, blah, blah. It's very... I think Victorian-era England. Like, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like pawning off your daughters to specific kingdoms. Exactly. But why would that even matter in the 21st century when women can easily just go off and live their own life and make tons of money okay, so on their my own.
1: family like to say this it might be 2020 out there but it's in the 1800s back in here <laughs> no joke
0: i hate that that's ridiculous
1: yeah it's kind of like
0: i mean come on
1: dude it's like my mom sent me off to learn about islam so that people couldn't take advantage of me then one time she, she turned to me and I was like, Islam says that, you know, a woman has to listen to the husband, right? And I'm like, no, it really doesn't. She was like, what? And even my sister, who did the same course as me, she was like, yeah, the Islam doesn't tell you to do that. It's like, my mom wanted me to learn all this. But now that I am putting it back on her saying that, no, Islam says this, not that. She's like, shit, I have made an error, you know?
0: Yeah. You're kind of just reflecting it right back on her. Yeah. Calling out her bad beliefs.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm very privileged considering my culture because I'm able to go to university and like think something she always likes to say is going to university is a privilege, not a right, and I'm sitting here like fuck you.
0: (laughs) You're right. I mean of course it's a privilege in terms of at least you're not in Pakistan being forced to do all this, you know? But at the same time, you, it's a good thing that you're being an advocate saying that that's wrong and saying that you can still have a relationship with God through Islam without putting up with a lot of this BS. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, something that's, that might be of interest to you is that one time the prophet was saying something, and then somebody related it back to another person. And then they were like, oh, no, so if I'm understanding this correctly, women aren't supposed to do this or that. And then one of the prophet's wives was like, no, that's not what he said. This is what he said. It's like different perspectives. Like what a woman says about something versus what a man says is very different, especially in the context of religion. So again, it's kind of like, you have to negotiate these channels, but figure out something that's between you and God and you're fine. Well, that's my opinion, so...
0: Yeah. Um, So I grew up Mormon. Do do you know anything about that?
1: Very evangelical and oppressive to women and yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. You know enough. So (laughs) when you were talking about your friend who's 22 and had a baby, a lot of my friends from high school when I was younger, a lot of people that I know are already married. What the fuck? And within five years after high school and already have a couple of kids. Like I know somebody from high school who already has three kids.
1: <laughs> Dude, how old are you? Like,
0: it's twenty-two.
1: What the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy from an outsider perspective looking at that, and you're like, come on, like there's so much more to live for than just pumping out kids. I mean, I'm not against inherently having kids, yeah. but I am against not living your own life and just enjoying maybe a couple more years of being married and being more financially stable yeah. with that.
1: I mean, like, yeah, kids are important, but, like, helping the world, supporting charities is also very important.
0: Yeah, and if you want to have kids, maybe you should consider adopting kids before you have your own.
2: Exactly. Because
0: there are a lot of kids in America who, you know, they'll just get put into the foster care system and then not have a great life. But, nope, you got to spread genetics.
1: Yeah. It's some bullshit. But it's funny how it really is. We come from different religions and cultures, but we share that in common, you know, those ideas.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's a pretty modern, you know, younger generation thing—is to realize that we don't necessarily need to do the exact same things that our parents did.
1: Yeah. I mean, my mum, she wasn't. She stopped education because she had to get married to my dad, which was really fucking crap. But thing is that mm-hmm. she educated me and my sister so she learned from what her dad did and yeah I mean she's still a terrible person at times but like at least you know she's adopt evolving sorry yeah I mean
0: how does your mom feel about the fact that you probably don't want kids
1: I said I remember saying I want to do a master's and a PhD and then she turned to me and went what about having getting married and having kids and I'm sitting here like dude I literally have never wanted kids ever. Like, I've got <laughs> shit to do. I've got money to make. Like, <laughs> academia is stressful enough. So I don't want kids added into that make.
0: What do you think about the Islam thing? I, I'm pretty sure it says in the Quran. I, I actually read the Quran when I was 15, and I was trying to figure out what religion I wanted to be that it wasn't Mormonism. And I was going through, like, basically every religion And I was like, I'm going to give everything a fair shot. So I even read the Quran, But I didn't really, I found the Quran to be somewhat uh, crazy. Like, not everything. But there's a couple things where it talked about that you should either kill people who didn't believe in Islam and didn't convert. Or you take them over and you tax them.
1: Yeah, it's... I guess it was related to that specific context because with the Quran, it, each part of the Quran was revealed in a spe- to answer a specific problem, like you know, um, the the verses about veiling were revealed in order to help the prophet separate his public life and his personal life. So again the quran is incredibly dense and it's very complicated so like one cold reading won't tell you exactly what's going on because there's different variations of tellings and the way things are translated because english doesn't translate properly into arabic so there's some words that don't really make sense in if you translate it from arabic so that's when the prophet's um sayings come in. So that's kind of like a reader for the Quran, if that makes sense.
0: Do you think the oppression of free speech within primarily Islamic countries is a problem?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Because I remember a couple of years ago when that French newspaper posted a comic about Muhammad yeah. and they were threatened with death and like everyone flipped out. And I and I I don't know where I stand on that. I understand the problem behind almost being rude to that religion, but at the same time, it's like, if you're not willing to make fun of everything and anything in terms of comedy, then you really are oppressing free speech.
1: I mean, yeah, but, like, I agree with you on that. Like, there's a difference between insulting a religion and, you know, making something funny out of a religion. Like i look at a lot of christianity memes and stuff and because like it's really funny Me sometimes too. but like yeah yeah i mean death isn't like what the fuck you know like do you think yeah. jesus or god would be okay with you saying that like yeah probably not god in the Quran is referred to as the most merciful and the kind do you think god would be okay with you saying that I don't fucking think so.
0: So do you think a lot of that infidel killing and all that stuff comes from Muhammad?
1: No, I think it's more from people misunderstanding and like trying to carry on some sort of a backwards tradition, you know? Like I was saying about mm. it, Islam being very the Quran being very dense and complicated. Like people often take things in the wrong way, like they translate some incorrectly or whatever. like In every religion, if you want to find hate, you're going to find hate in there. But people don't realize that it was re- rooted in that specific context and that context doesn't apply here. God tells you to be kind to others, to love others, you know? God wouldn't want you to do this. Some of the chapters of the Quran that says, it, that it translates to, for you, your religion, for me, my religion. So, as long as you are respecting other people's traditions and religions, you're doing okay, but if you're not, then you fucked up.
0: Do you think a world could actually exist where Christians and Muslims and Jews and all religions are able to actually coexist without always wanting to kill each other?
1: Yeah. I mean, India's a prime example. Like, India has got a vast majority, like, very, It's got a very diverse um, amount of religions in there. There's Hinduism, Islam, and Christianity going on about that. And the funny thing is, is that some of these traditions have borrowed parts from each other. Like, some Hindus will visit Muslim shrines and vice versa, and there's shared praying spaces between them.
0: What's going on, like, in the Middle East, though, with that? Like... <laughs> yeah that's true i mean it's just it's a lot of that comes from just the Western influence on the region. a lot of the problems come from but i mean if the u s pulled out of Israel wouldn't they just like <laughs> i don't even know
1: yeah I mean with arabia it's very okay, so here 's some context, so back in the day um okay. A certain group of Muslims, I think it's the Salafi or Wahhabi branch of Islam, they were starting off in there and people didn't like that because it was very different to what they were practicing. Stuff happened, Britain got involved and was like, yeah, if you let us take your oil and resources and do trade deals with us, we'll help you conquer your enemies and whatever. They're like, oh, safe, nice, let's do this so-and-so with the british intervention that the wahhabis eventually got into power and that's where the saudi royal family comes from so Mm. essentially arabia's history is rooted in conflict between different different branches of the same religion and western invention intervention if that makes sense
0: right well and then like lawrence of arabia in world war one he told those that family that it would all be chill if they helped the Brits out with, like, fighting Turkey. And then after World War One, they were like, LOL, never mind. We're gonna give all the power to this other group. Yeah. And then Britain came in and gave, like, they took over Jerusalem. And then they just screwed over all the rest of Palestine, yeah. basically. Yeah,
1: and the rest of the world. Let's not forget the colonies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. From them. Yeah. I mean... But yeah, specifically within Palestine. But you're right. I mean, what really needs to happen right now is we, we as in the Western world and China, like mostly the U.S. though, if we just said, like, we don't need your oil anymore, we can go fully renewable off of our own stuff. Because that's what needs yeah. to happen is we need to stop relying on oil. There's just too much money and in financial interest on that Saudi yeah. oil. But if we were able to just say, we don't need any more oil from you, um, we're gonna like cut you off from the rest of the world if you don't start treating people better. Then they will. Ha- Until that happens, there's gonna be no reason for Saudi Arabia to treat people better. Because what's crazy is like some of those extremists—they're killing journalists and like aid workers. They're not just killing like actual people. They're fighting. They're killing the people who are trying to I help. Know,
1: that's disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah, there's a lot of wrong in the world and there's a lot of right in the world too but people need to chill the fuck out and actually have a conversation with god and decide what's going on with their lives you know
0: well it's hard it's really hard when there are a lot of areas of the world that aren't meeting their basic needs like they're not getting enough food or water
1: you know remember when haiti had the earthquake i think it was Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it was the US or the UK who sent aid over, and then they start, started um, soliciting people for sex, and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? These people need help.
0: Oh, yeah. Cause, and even the Dominican Republic, they both share the island. There are a lot of like rich white foreigners who will go over to that, those two countries, specifically the Dominican Republic, and pay for teenage sex there was this whole vice documentary about it that i watched it's crazy
2: it's fucking disgusting
0: um you also mentioned when we were talking before this that you are non-binary do you want to talk just tell us a little bit about that
1: um well basically i never really felt that i would fit into the category of boy or girl when i was growing up so when i was about seven i was like hey what if i'm trans Like, what if I'm, you know... When you are seven? No, sorry. Fuck, I meant 17. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, what if I'm trans? And I was like, oh shit, I am. So, that's that.
0: So, what is that? So, did your family... Have you told your family?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the tea. Summertime last year, I began cutting myself off from my family. Like, blocking them and all sorts and stuff. And they didn't come home for the summer holidays or anything so people my mum was like Astor what the fuck is going on what, what the hell is Sam doesn't tell you to do this blah 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 you're being very wrong blah 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 so a couple of months ago I sent a huge fuck off letter telling her exactly why I'm not coming home because she's abusive as fuck and yeah like going back home would literally be death because like she's not very open to the whole LGBT thingy so mm-hmm. one time she was like oh people in work asked me what would i do if my child came out to me as gay and then me and my sister just looked at each other and then she was like i guess i'd accept them and i'm sitting here like bitch you fucking wouldn't you know
0: right yeah
1: it's like this is some fucking bullshit you're talking about you know, your
0: that whole rant have you ever watched the show end of the fucking world
1: no nah. why what's it about
0: Okay, you remind me of the the main character, the girl from that show. Like just the way that you talk, it just that whole rant right there just totally reminded me of that. Nice. Anyways. Yes. Um, okay. So how does um how does that work within Islam?
1: Okay, so, Marty, so, Islam doesn't really. Like, if you actually go into it, Arabia's got uh, a huge history of you know the gays and LGBT going on, like. There was a acknowledgement, acknowledgement of intersex people, trans people, etc, etc. Like, mm-hmm. you know the 1001 Arabian Nights, right? No. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> Dude.
0: Okay, what is it? A thousand what is the name again? I'll look.
1: Arabian Nights. You know, the, t- very, the collection of stories from Arabia. You know, Shahrazad and shit and... Alibaba and the 40 Thieves?
0: Nope. It's like some folk stories.
1: Dude, what kind
2: of fucking white boy are you?
0: What?
1: What kind of fucking white boy are you? (laughs) Okay.
0: You gotta gotta lay off a little bit. I'm from Utah. There (laughs) is... Guess how many Islamic people I've met in my entire life? Islamic. (laughs) Like, less than... I could fit on my hand, probably. You're definitely on that list now.
1: <laughs> got to be so
0: honest. I don't think this is this is like if I was to go deep into um some random Mormon thing, and then okay, maybe not though, because Islam's much bigger. But you, you got to give me I don't I don't know that much about religion. So I mean, it's
1: not really a religious text. It's kind of like stories and shit, you know? Like yeah, yeah, like you know how.
0: Okay, I'll I'll read the thing that way you won't be so mad at me. Yeah. I'll read it after this. Yeah,
1: cool. Cool. So,
0: okay. In those stories,
1: it's very <laughs> gay. Like there's a lot of pornographic gay people going on in there and shit and like but Whoa. people only interact with a very westernized and safer work version, you know? Censored. <laughs>
0: Wasn't it written by like some white person though?
1: Yeah, it was recorded by some white dude.
0: But it's set in like the Middle Ages. Yeah, Middle in the East. Middle East. Okay.
1: It's like you know you've heard of a harem, right? Of what? A harem, H A R E M.
0: So it's like a a space for women in a Muslim house.
1: I mean, yeah, thus. Like a private space for women.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So. That's what a harem harem literally is. No guides are allowed in and whatever. But when the West came over, okay. they were like, "Oh, we can't enter these places. What's going on in here?" And then that's where that's where all those paintings and shit came came from. You know where it's all like women just you know, like, um, half dressed and you know being all erotic and shit. You know.
0: Oh, is that like where they would go to just relax and yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: a harem is basically... Like the
0: lesbians would go there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a harem's open for all women, so... Yeah, it's just a place where you can just, like, take off your headscarf and just chill and do whatever, you know? Without having mm-hmm. any guys coming in and being like, oh, no, you have to dress a certain way. Oh, no, if your brother sees you dressing like that, what the fuck?
0: Well, first of all, it's my brother. Yeah.
1: Like, dude, oh, my God. I have to dress a fucking certain way at home because my brother or my dad is there. and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? If Come on. if you're really concerned about the way I'm dressing, it's a problem with them, not with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't be, like, naked, but if you're just wearing whatever you want, then... Yeah. No. Yeah, that's, that's a very gross, incestual thing. Yeah. Right there.
1: It's fucking disgusting is why it is. But, yeah, there's yeah. a whole... Shame thingy and dishonor that's really attached to these cultures and yeah it's very like oh no you'll bring shame up- shame upon us oh no the neighbors saw you out going like this oh no my family my friends saw you out doing that with that person oh my god you were out with the guy what the fuck fuck off dude Let me right move.
0: you know it's funny it's kind of similar in Mormonism where my when I was growing up like my parents would tell my little sister that she can't wear like shorty shorts at home even though that's what she liked wearing because. You know that's like immodest or whatever, and it's like, I don't care. She's like eight years old. Like, what are you, what are you implying here,
1: dude? What the fuck? You know, that's a problem with the guys, not with the girl.
0: Yeah, or it's a problem just with the religion inherently, or the way that they interpret it. I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So how does this haram into that Thousand One Nights book?
1: Oh right, yeah. Um, So if you actually read it, it's got a lot of. judgment of gay people trans people all sorts but people don't like to to you know interact with that or look into it because they kind of take what people do at face value and attach a label to all muslims like oh no the conservative Mm -hmm. oh no they do this i'm just like bitch i'm gay as fuck what you on about
0: (laughs) but but aren't like a lot of muslims homophobic I mean, they throw people off roofs still. Yeah. In certain countries.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: So doesn't the Quran, like, encourage that or something? No, it was... Or what's that about?
1: So, Sodom and Gomorrah is the same in, you know, the Quran as well. You know, the the prophet Lot?
0: Yeah, the one who, like, his wife turned to salt?
1: Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So that story is in Islam as well, except that it wasn't about people being gay it was about mass rape going on not that people were gay because god oh really yeah didn't...
0: you know what's funny is yeah. I in an episode before this one I read over some funny bible bible verses yeah. and there's a, a verse talking about how lots daughters have sex with him they rape him get him drunk rape him and then have his children
1: what the fuck
0: yeah it's in the bible it's crazy
1: yeah like <laughs> The Quran, God punished those people because they were doing that, not because they were gay, you know? Like,
0: right. God really doesn't care nasty. what
1: you identify as or who you love as long as, you know, you're being a good person, you know?
0: Yeah, I, well, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but why would people not think that way?
1: Well, people tend to use religion as a mask to hide their own... um opinions or whatever like one of my friends she used to be my best friend but she turned out to be homophobic recently and was like oh no religion says this religion says i'm just like bitch i literally studied this module what the fuck are you talking about but mm. yeah she was real so
0: it was just her being homophobic yeah in this 1001 nights book sinbad is the main character how have i never read this book yeah. i love sinbad and aladdin Oh my gosh. Those are the only two I <laughs> yeah. recognize, but still.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, a lot of things came out of the Muslim and Arab world, but people don't like talking about it. Like, you know, the Wright brothers. The, an, an Arab came up with the, inven- with the invention of flight before the Wright brothers did. And it's the same with evolution. Like, Charles Darwin didn't come up with it. It was, it was an Arab dude who came up with it. Yeah.
0: Really? Then how come we don't get taught that? Just like because three guesses why. the West teaches. <laughs> I, I don't they... need three. Um, probably just because if you publicize it, probably because Christians hate Muslims. I mean, Christians That's probably don't a good hate reason Muslims. Why.
1: It's people who use religion as a mask to hide their own hate and intolerance. Right. Hashtag not all Christians.
0: Um, Yeah, Yeah, but I mean like the Crusades, you know, all that stuff. It's Um, kind of
1: like...
0: You know, when when you're talking about that, there's a lot of interesting things that just, even in the modern um, Islamic world, there are some good principles. For, For the one that I'm thinking of, there are a lot of good principles that they do better than the West does. The main one that I'm thinking of right now oh, in terms yeah, of economic policy is that within within um, Islam, you're not supposed to charge people interest. Like charging people yeah. interest is inherently wrong, and so rather than charging interest, they will their entire banking system is based completely differently, and it's much more stable, and it makes more money, and yeah. it makes a lot more sense. So, so in this example, let's say you were in the in the Islamic world and you wanted to buy a house. Well, in the West, you, you would get your 5% down payment or your 20% down payment, and then you'd have to pay your mortgage over the course of 20 years or 30 years. And, you know, if you end up not being able to pay for that house, then you go into debt, and then the bank would have to take over yours. And it doesn't really make sense because most people are buying yeah. houses with a lot of debt. But in the Islamic world, um, rather than you being forced to take on all that debt, rather what happens is that it, you go to the bank and you say, "Hey, I need to buy. I need to. I want to live in a house. I buy a house," and they're like, "Okay." So they do a bunch of research, give you some options based on what you can afford and what they think they'll be able they'll be able to like not yeah. lose money on like that you'll be able to pay the rent. And then so you start living in the house, and the bank is the one that's so you're paying rent to the bank. The bank buys the house with their own money, so they have to have guys in the bank who are actually thinking, what, what good decision can I make? Like, How should we actually be renting out to this guy with hopes that he'll be able to pay it back? So you pay rent to the bank itself, and then over a course of time, so if you decide, actually, I want to move, then they'll just be like, okay, and then they'll rent it out to somebody else. Or you could rent out the house for the duration of your mortgage, which the bank is paying, they're, they're owning it, and then they'll end up just giving you the house if you pay it yeah. off for long enough. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, it's. Have you ever heard
0: Are Sorry? there any other cool things like that that, they, that make way more yeah. sense than the, what the West I mean, does?
1: Have you ever heard of Zika? I mean, How do you spell you that? Just type it Z A K A H. That's an obligatory tax that you Um, pay every year to charity and the poor. So it's 2.5% of your overall, you know, earnings in a year. So there's a lot of stipulations that come with that. So you have to have a certain amount to be able to pay the car because there's no point, you know, giving money that you can't really afford to give away. and you have to have like a certain amount of like gold or silver that you're supposed to pay tax on. So if you've got like, you know, jewelry, that's got, um, I don't know, man, I think it's, let me think. If it's got like 30 grams of gold in it, then you have to pay tax on that. If that makes sense. Like, so.
0: Right. It makes sense. This makes sense because 2.5% isn't a, isn't that much. And then if you don't if you can't afford it, then you don't have to. But if you like if you made hundred grand this year, then you could just give two and a half. That's way better because like within Mormonism it's ten percent mm. mandatory. And ten percent is very unaffordable yeah. for some yeah. people.
1: I mean, like a lot of it comes A lot of people give their zigar in Ramadan and it's Ramadan right now, so around the end of this Islamic month people will be giving their money out to charity because in Ramadan like your blessings increase. So if you do a good deed you get more blessings for that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. like your karma comes back to you. And um what what is the two point who are you giving the two point five percent to? Can you give it to anybody I mean, you want?
1: Not really, because you have to give it to people who actually need it. So like you can't just give it to a friend or whatever. There's qualifying things or whatever All right
0: yeah but, but you can choose who you're yeah, giving like it a, to if it's a worthy cause you don't just have to no, give it to the main you can church. choose
1: what charity or who you want to give it to
0: nice that's good because then you know you don't feel like your brand your specific mosque or whatever isn't doing the best of job you could just give it to somebody yeah. you know really needs the money yeah. instead
1: that's why people go to like pakistan and india and give money out there yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff in Islam. Like, one rule is that the first look is okay, but second is forbidden. So that basically means that you're not supposed to stare at people or keep looking at them and creep on them. One look is, forbid- is okay, so like, you can glance over them, but you can't just go back to that person and stare at them, you know?
0: Yeah, that way you can't just be a creepy old man staring at people.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What happens and... if you break that rule?
1: Again, that's between you and God
0: okay that's so fair. like
1: if there's a if there's a reason behind it, like, oh, I wonder how that person did their makeup or whatever. yeah, I think that's pretty cool, but if you're like, "Oh my God, that dude's hot as fuck," then yeah that's not really cool.
0: Okay, but how are you supposed to help yourself? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean? like
0: If you're checking someone out and you keep looking at them.
1: Okay, so look at it in the perspective of the person you're checking out. You're staring, a random person is staring at you and you don't know why.
0: But what if you're into them too?
1: Like, then fucking talk to them, you know?
0: <laughs> Facts, but not everyone does that.
1: Yeah. See, in my culture, a lot of people just stare at people going on the street out and about and shit because, you know, they're dressed a certain way and whatever, and they're like, oh no, I saw your daughter wearing this outside. It's like, Bitch, what the fuck? Stop fucking talking shit about my kids, you know? Right. But, yeah, like, in Islam, you're not supposed to do backbite about people. Like, don't talk shit about them. Because their past would is supposed to become your future, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, they might have fucked up here, but then that problem might arise for you in the future. So, don't talk shit, kids.
0: Yeah. And talking, like, talking poorly about other people is one of the best ways to earn bad karma yeah because whenever you say something bad about somebody else it probably is something that you also feel bad about yourself
1: yeah like there's a story in islam so basically it was ramadan time so these women were fasting i think it was and then they were talking shit about people so they went to the prophet because something was wrong with them they were like what's going on and then He asked somebody to bring some bowls for the women, and then the women threw up meat, you know, flesh in bowls. Then they were like, What? The prophet was like, Talking bad about people behind their back, equivalent of eating your dead brother's flesh. Like, you know, if you do a certain thing wrong, then you're supposed to do this or that, or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, how to you know, atone for that sin or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the Muslim concept of heaven and hell is very is very different compared to like other religions. Yeah. Like What is it like? For heaven there's seven layers. And the first layer is called genital fudos. That's the best layer. And story goes is that the last person on earth his heaven will be 10 times the size of earth
0: 10 times
1: yeah 10 times
0: what does heaven actually like though
1: um the quran depicts it as you know people just chilling there dressed in silk and brocade and like there's i think there's a river of honey and milk there's also like wine that you can not get You know, junk from. So that's pretty cool.
0: Stone or booze in heaven.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like alcohol, but without you know the hangover, because hangovers are fucking terrible.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, it's described as like, for for a certain tree, like it take if you walked around that tree for an entire year, you wouldn't get around halfway. That makes sense. That's a big like,
0: tree.
1: Yes, big fucking tree, yeah. <laughs> See, um Can you smoke weed in heaven? Is, I mean, probably. All
0: right. What happens if you, know, you um like if you were a really good Mormon this whole life and then it turns out that the Muslims are right and then that's what heaven you go to. Like what would be it like for them?
1: Okay, so My perspective on this is that heaven is essentially the top of a mountain. But people are going up to, people are climbing that mountain in very different ways. Like people might be climbing it, people might be hiking, people might take a tram car or a helicopter or God knows what. But essentially they're all going to the same place. Mm -hmm. So to me, it doesn't really matter what religion you practice because we're all going to the same place anyway, we're all getting judged anyway, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it.
1: Yeah. And it's less I restrictive, mean, too. Yeah. God is depicted as 70 times more merciful than your own. So God's not going to be like, oh no, you're, you're Christian, fuck off. God's <laughs> like, nah, come in, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with a lot of religion is it? it's very geographical. Yeah. What? Where you're born is Usually, what religion you're born? in I mean, if I was born in freaking like London or something, what are the chances I would have grown up Mormon? Probably, basically zero.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm glad I wasn't in Utah though. It's a great state, but you know, it's <laughs> it's it's very um. It's it's an interesting thing to think about how a lot of Christians, especially in the Middle Ages, way back in the day, it was either heaven or hell. And most people went straight to like this very dark evil version of hell. Yeah. Which is stupid.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, for us it's very different. Like, we believe that there's like heaven and hell, but for hell, you go in there and yeah, you serve your time, but then you can get out and go to heaven. Right. So when when that happens, you'll just have a mark on your forehead saying that you've been to hell, but you, now you're here. If That makes sense. Yeah. And like, people can visit different layers of heaven, but you can't stay there if you don't belong there. It's just you know, if that does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you still have yeah, to continue so... to be a good person, right?
1: Yeah. You just chill in there.
0: Wouldn't it get boring we- though?
1: i mean like yeah i guess you could say that but the quran speaks in allegories so heaven's supposed to be a place that people can't understand the concept of heaven because the human mind just can't grasp it mm-hmm. so god wrote god uh, sent down these verses that depict the closest um example of heaven that people would understand if that makes sense like at the time it came down um Silk and brocade and honey and milk and shit were, you know, what was, you know, the trend. That was like shit back then. Yeah, that was hot shit back then. So God was like, okay, so these people understand good stuff in this way. Okay, so heaven is going to be like this for them, if that makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so.
0: Do you have any of those verses in memory or just like, could you read them off for me?
1: Okay, so the Quran says, um, those who believe and do righteous deed will have gardens in paradise beneath which rivers flow. Whenever they are provided with the provision of fruit therefrom, they will say, This is what we pr- we were provided with before, and it will be given to them in likeness. And they will have therein purified spouses, and they will abide therein eternally. So from that, I'm getting that, you know. Heaven's, you know, got a lot of nice gardens and what you you enjoyed on Earth will be there in Heaven. And you can just chill with your spouse or whatever.
0: It's pretty chill.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see what else is there. Let's see. Okay. Um, they will be adorned therein with bracelets of gold and will wear green garments of fine silk and brocade, reclining therein on adorned couches. So that's, that sounds pretty lit. Yeah. Those will have a provision determined. Fruits. And they will be honoured in gardens of pleasure on thrones facing one another. There will circulate there will be circulated among them a cup of a cup from a flowing spring. White and delicious to the drinkers. No bad effect is there in it. Nor from it will be the whatever. So it's basically saying that you know yeah, you can drink alcohol. It's built. It'll be really nice, but you won't get drunk as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Da da da. Couches raised high, cups put in place, cushions, carpets. Yeah, so it's pretty chill.
0: What is What is it like before you go to have before you come to the earth?
1: See, um Islam refers to, you know, have you ever met somebody that you really click with and it feels like you've known them mm-hmm. your entire life? Yep. So that's because the plane before Earth, before we were humans, there was this place where souls were kept, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So people were next to souls that they knew back then so if you met a soul in that life and you met them here on this earth it feels like you've known them forever or you just really click because you did know them in a past life but not in the life that you're thinking
0: right okay that makes sense so what do you think happened to what do you think happens to people who die in this world um from you know, like your brothers from cystic fibrosis, where it's not really fair, and they die really young
1: It sucks, yeah, and I do miss them, but I guess in heaven they aren't suffering because like the afterlife the it's a very tricky process for the afterlife, so when you die, you get buried and shit, so some angels. So Will ask you three questions like, Who is your god? Who is your prophet? And you know, something mm-hmm. else. If you answer those correctly, then there's basically paradise but in your grave. If that makes sense. Like, it's called Barzak, the plains of Barzak, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's um, so basically, it's an image of paradise where you, it's a temporary paradise, really. Then the day of judgment happens.
0: When is that? Each
1: person um at the end of time, I guess.
0: Like when the world like, ends or something. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like we believe that the devil will arise from the earth and Jesus will come down and kill the devil.
0: Mm. So like the old, the final battle. That's yeah. exactly. It's a little bit different, but that's pretty much how Mormonism is too. Yeah. The second I mean, coming, more or less, within Christianity. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that happens. And then there's a time of peace, whether it's 40 days, 40 months, 40 years. Nobody knows, but the the number is 40. I don't know why, but yeah. Because that's
0: how... That's the Moses flood. 40 days.
1: Oh, shit. Didn't know that.
0: Or no, not Moses. Noah.
1: Um, oh, fuck yeah. Do you, yeah the does ark, Islam...
0: Yeah. Go with the Ten Commandments from Moses, or no?
1: I mean, see, we believe that Islam, Christianity, and Judaism were essentially the same religion, mm-hmm. but it's been recorded incorrectly and corrupted by man that, you know, Islam is the only true religion given by God, if that makes sense.
0: Right. But, so is that a yes or a no? I don't know. Okay.
1: I mean some of them some of the rules are pretty cool like you know don't you know kill people and you know don't cover your neighbor's possessions and shit
0: but they're so basic there's there's definitely going to be more than 10 commandments yeah like they're not very i guess they would have worked for the time back then when it was like okay we only have 10 things to do bad but nowadays there's so (laughs) many things you could do bad
1: yeah again it's about adaptability you know right Like. But again, when it comes to the Day of Judgment, each person would be judged
0: what about, according
1: to... What
0: about somebody like, who left Islam? How are they going to be judged? Like if they left it and they essentially gave it the finger as they leave?
1: Well, I guess it really depends on their relationship with God. If they've been a good person, then it doesn't really matter because Islam is about... Islam isn't just, you know, a religion you practice. It gives you a code of ethics to follow, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, yeah, you might say, oh, yeah, I practice Islam ritualistically. And, yeah, I do all this, I do all that. But if you're not a good person to other people or to the earth, that really puts things into perspective.
0: right? Like, Especially a lot of those people from the very traditional areas of the Middle East where they are very sexist and they're very... Uh, misogynistic and they oppress everybody. You know? Mm-hmm. Those, I bet those people God would frown upon, even though they think that they're practicing Islam the best way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to look yeah. at it. Yeah.
1: Because you're held accountable for everything you've done in life, but it's not like, oh no, it's not like, you know, the Jews juristic procedural on earth you know how like a judge looks at what you've done and blah 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 it's kind of like god looks at what you did in each context for each action that you did like yeah you might have done this bad but you did it for a certain reason so god's not looking to punish you you know
0: yeah um okay i guess my last question about islam would just be what is the point of coming to this earth if you can just if, if in heaven, you could just earn your way back up.
2: See, earth is a test. Like,
1: there's a hadith that says "Um, the earth is a prison for the believers and heaven for the non-believers.
0: Ooh. So it's kind of like... I like that.
1: Yeah, like, earth is basically like... Okay, so let me ask you a question. Would you rather chill for an hour or chill for the rest of your life but have to do good some do some good stuff or do some good work before that
0: oh yeah so that makes right because you want to chill forever but the best way to the best way to feel like you're actually chilling is if you just worked all day you know yeah it's like you Except earned it
1: here it's it's being a good person you right.
0: know gotcha and then eventually, you could just even if you did a bad job in this world, you could probably earn your way back up to chilling.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely better just than just forever wishing that you would have been a better person, because people are yeah people are always going to be able to change.
1: Yeah, because hell might be likened to purgatory. That's what my friend was saying one time when I told her about heaven and hell in Islam.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah, you atone for your sins, and then after that, yeah, you you chill, just chillin'. Go pet a dog, smoke smoke some heavenly weed.
0: Um, I
1: mean the weed's gotta be good, oh, right? Oh
0: yeah, the weed is gonna, it's gonna be like Snoop Dogg's gonna be up there, and he's gonna have all the best weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I
1: mean, I've never tried weed.
0: You haven't. Is it okay to do nah. that? Um, um, in the religion.
1: See, the, there's a hadith that says, a body that's been nourished through unlawful means will not enter into paradise. So some people take that as, nope, drugs, stay away mm-hmm. from me, fuck off. Mm-hmm. But other people are like, um, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm only doing a little bit. I'm doing it in moderation. Right. So that's kind of the approach they take with alcohol and other stuff. Yeah, alcohol so, is much
0: more... Like, if anything, if there was a couple things that I would say are here to purposely make life harder and maybe even come directly from the devil or, you know, I'm trying to say here, alcohol is definitely one of those things. Yeah. Weed, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, people smoke weed to, like, get over pain -hmm. and stuff. So I get it from that. It's there, much more but...
0: medicinal than alcohol, which yeah. well, alcohol is, is the root of a lot of misery and pain and suffering for a lot of people, and it yeah. destroy families, and it's very bad.
1: It doesn't even taste nice. Like, what the fuck?
0: It doesn't i a hangover for
1: this. It doesn't taste nice. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, it's almost like just telling you, it's like if you were going to eat, it, it's like if you were going to lick a poison dart frog, like, hmm, <laughs> this looks tasty. I better lick <laughs> yeah. it. Nah.
1: Yeah. Except that alcohol will, like, empty your bank account.
0: Yeah. And it could, and you know, it creates a lot of abuse within families and, you yeah. know, pain.
1: Yeah. I mean, but in heaven, like, there's just wine that tastes good, but doesn't get you drunk.
0: Yeah. Because wine doesn't, I mean, some people like the taste of wine, but if you've never had wine before, uh. it doesn't taste very good. But maybe in heaven they'll have wine that actually tastes like how it you would think it would taste like that's kind of how coffee is too where coffee to most people it smells super super good but then you actually taste it and you're like
1: yeah it's like my sister she's got like different types of coffee in the freezer and like she makes it and stuff and she drinks them. like this tastes fucking disgusting yeah I prefer tea honestly
0: well that's because you're British
1: (laughs) okay listen right (laughs) tea came from Asia true Okay.
0: But still. Besides, it's like. Y'all have been drinking as... <laughs> tea since like the 1500s or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between English tea and, you know, chai.
0: Yeah. It's funny because a lot of Americans love their coffee, but really they love the sugar and the milk and the. Like everything yeah. else that makes the coffee good.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the way we make tea is that you put the tea bag in, you put the water and sugar and milk in that. Boil that motherfucker, and then when it starts to bubble over, turn it off, pour that bitch, and drink it. D- that way, all the flavors are combined, and you don't have gritty bits of sugar at the bottom of your mug. Oh,
0: smart. Yeah. I, I haven't really tried that much tea in my life. What's, huh. what's your favorite kind of Dude. tea? I should try some.
1: Um, let me think. Probably pink tea. Pink? Dude.
0: What does it taste like?
1: It tastes amazing. It's got a bunch of different spices and shit in it. Hold mm. on. Pink tea. It's a bunch of different spices, sugar, and I think caffeine nice. and milk in it. And it's like really, really good.
0: All right. I'll try it and then I'll let you know how I like it.
1: Yeah. Either that or, you know, herbal tea, mm-hmm. you know, like green tea. Green tea is fucking lit.
0: Um, what's quarantine like for you guys? right now
1: oh dude like i live on campus and there's nobody here Mm. it's fucking dead as fuck
0: what campus are you on
1: uh lancaster university
0: Hmm. is that like one of those old colleges that's like 500 years old (laughs) no that's oxford
1: i mean like oxford's good but like the pastoral care there is fucking shit
0: the pastoral care
1: You know, like, the mental health
0: services. Oh, well, does a better job.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really helped me out with my whole giving my family a thingy and shit. Mm, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our unit's about 50 or 60 years old only. So we're pretty young, but we're still pretty good. We're in, like, the top 10, I think.
0: Nice. What kind of sports do you guys have there like at your college
1: uh basketball netball rugby
0: what's
2: netball
1: um kind of like basketball but a bit different is
2: it
0: volleyball
1: i don't think they've got a volleyball Hmm. here i mean there's a bunch of different shit like um my girlfriend did karate and taekwondo here so there's a bunch of different martial arts and all sorts here like There's a fucking triathlon here and I'm sitting there like, bitch, what? I can barely get up for class. Fuck off.
0: Okay, well, not everything is invented for everybody to use, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you have basketball, though. That's my favorite sport. I'm a little (laughs) bit into soccer, but I don't know. I'm too American for that. (laughs) All right, well, I appreciate you coming on my podcast. And let me know if you, I'll send it to you once I finish it and get it uploaded. Let me know if you know of any other people cool. who would love to who would like to come on because I definitely want more Brits on my show.
1: Yeah, I will do. And <laughs> if you need anything else, hit me up.